Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Good afternoon and welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Sean Kreitz and on the show today, we have a couple members of Grow Wood Buffalo, Diane and Linda. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedules and joining me in studio today. Thank you, Sean. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Uh, Diane, we'll get to know you first. We'll get people to just be familiar with uh, your voice and everything. Uh, Diane, what's your connection to Fort McMurray? Were you born and raised here? Did you move here? How'd you end up in the region? I moved here 19 years ago this summer. Uh, originally grew up in southern Ontario. So Fort McMurray was way north compared to what I was used to. But uh, we've lived here ever since and my kids have grown up here. Very cool. And Linda, yourself, what is your connection to the region? I have been in Fort McMurray for approximately 17 years, and I moved out here from Cape Breton. So I went from what I thought was a cold climate down out there and ended up with a super cold climate out here <laughs> and had quite a bit of an adjustment, especially for somebody who likes to grow things. Right, yeah, Grow Wood Buffalo. Uh, so I guess both of you are a part of that group. What is it? What is Grow Wood Buffalo? So Growwood Buffalo is a horticultural gardening society um, serving the regional municipality of Wood Buffalo. And uh, the goal is to kind of connect experienced gardeners with those interested in learning more about gardening. And we strive to share uh, best practices uh, based on current research for gardening. But we cover all topics from growing ornamentals, trees and shrubs, house plants, food production, uh, preservation, uh, veggies, like the whole, the whole gamut. How long has uh, the group been around for? We just kind of started meeting in October, I believe, yes. of 2022. So oh, we're kind of at babies at this point. We're still in the infancy stage. It's still a brand new, it's a brand yeah. new thing then. It's brand new. Okay. So we, we first started doing presentations in January. So we're just getting off the uh, ground with those. Oh, very cool. And are you two like the creators of it? Diane actually is the mastermind. Diane? <laughs> It, it was an idea that came to me. Um, we have a lot of people gardening in Fort McMurray and we have, you know, Communities in Bloom is very active in the community and uh, there's a very active Facebook page, but people weren't getting together right. to share ideas. And so I just had this idea now that kind of we're post pandemic is why not start to bring people together so we can learn from each other. And um, there's just so much that can be done with gardening in the community and so many different places that this could go that gardening could expand in the community so um, yeah so I thought I would just see what would happen and we have 
probably, I think, 100 and some odd people on our Facebook page now, and uh, about 40 people on our mailing list. And each month when we meet, we're getting approximately 20 people out to the meetings. So there's obviously interest. Mm -hmm. And I I think I kind of heard you say it's like beginners, hardcore people. Is it for everyone? Who can all join this? Anybody who's just interested in gardening or wants to become interested in gardening. Do you have like initiation? You have to bring your like number one thing to the first meeting or else you're not allowed in or something? No. (laughs) (laughs) You got to bring your best potato or else you're not allowed. (laughs) Bring your interest and bring your questions. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So what as a group are you kind of hoping to accomplish as you bring, I think you said around 100 people on the Facebook page, you get 20 some out to the meetings. What are you hoping to accomplish with it all? Sharing secrets and that type of thing or... Secrets, well, or tips and tricks, um, just giving people the tools so they can garden in our northern climate because we can do a lot up here, as well as, you know, maybe down the road there's the possibility of advocacy for gardening in the community that there's uh, there's just so much potential. I mean, you know, one day I would love to see a community greenhouse. Oh, yeah. We have the community garden program, so maybe that could that could grow into something or, you know, even just uh, community composting or there's just a whole lot of stuff that can happen that would support gardeners and support gardening in the community. Those are really big dreams way down the road right now. We just want to try and connect people and and have people learn about gardening. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, what what does uh, the RMWB have as a whole? You're mentioning kind of do we have how do we have a lot of community gardens like you're mentioning greenhouse, all that stuff. What do we have here as a region? Uh, right now, the RMWB runs the community garden program, so that is very well established, has been up and running for several years. We also, in the community, have some kind of like private community gardens. There's the Eden Community Garden that is run through Evergreen Community Church, and there's, and I hope I say this right, the Helen Pahulko Park Community Garden. Um So those ones are more private ones. And then a friend of mine actually started a community garden program at the condo he lives in. So we're starting to see some of those things happen in the community. So there's a lot happening for that right now. Mm -hmm. And Linda, how long have you been in, uh, I don't don't wanna say like gardening, but like the horticulture and everything. How long has it been in you? Have you been doing it since you were young? Uh, Is it a recent hobby? Since a child, so I grew up on a farm basically like when i was a child we had cows and chickens and whatnot and my parents basically grew most of our most of our food when we were small and they they still have a massive garden out there so it was always in me and then i moved up to fort mcmurray and i was in an apartment with no natural daylight (laughs) for for quite a number of years and i finally um, moved in in thickwood and have a massive yard and have been just going wild with the planting and growing. Um, and one thing is that there, there's a few things to do differently in, in Fort McMurray. And I think a lot of people have a misconception that we're not able to grow stuff up here. And that's totally not true. Mm-hmm. We, It's still a great climate for growing stuff. And I think that's one of the things is that our group wants to encourage people and to help teach people that, hey, you can do it up here. Like, don't get discouraged. You can do it. There's sometimes it may be choosing a different plant, um, you know, some different characteristics. But we want people to know what's available out there. Mm-hmm. And what what would you say is your 
expertise? Do you cover it all? Do you do like the veggies and all that? Do you do flowers, trees? What, what area do you think you cover? Uh, a little of everything. Um, I actually have my Prairie Horticulture certification. So that was a, it's a program that is run uh, in conjunction with three different education uh, institutions, uh, University of Saskatchewan, Olds College and Assiniboine, so between Alberta, Saskatchewan and Manitoba, uh, totally online. So I've spent the last several years in there. So there was a lot of science background mm. behind it, everything from, you know, learning the botany and the Latin and oh, whatnot. Yeah. And then specialties um, even went into like landscape construction where you were learning to, you know, install walkways and fences and, and whatnot and even a business portion of it. <laughs> so, yeah, I have quite a bit of, you know, general knowledge across the board. Oh, very cool. And uh, Diane, what about you? How long have you been into the whole uh, gardening aspect of thing? Is it a hobby since you were young? Have you taken it on recently? My dad always had a garden growing up. Um, my role in that was basically to go out and pick stuff occasionally. <laughs> uh, but when, um, as an adult, I did a little bit of gardening on my own, did a little bit with my kids. But for me, the interest really started during the pandemic. I was uh, laid off that first summer of the pandemic, which was an awesome time to be laid off. And I just went to town gardening. I got a plot at one of the community gardens, <laughs> up my gardening game at home, uh, took my permaculture design certificate and just totally got into it and, and how to preserve food. And oh, yeah. really I'm into more like the food production part. I'm not much of a flower girl. <laughs> and, uh, and then I went on and got my master gardener certificate afterwards and um, eventually I I would love to have like a really huge garden, but we're still working on that one. There we go. That's right. That's right. And so, yeah, you said your kind of expertise area is more so the food side. Definitely more so the food side. I do have a few flowers, but it's mostly the food. <laughs> Linda, I'll, I'll, come I'll convert you, Diane. I'll convert you. <laughs> it's Linda and Diane from Grow Wood Buffalo, and we're just going to take a break and we'll be right back. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. And we're back here on Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Sean Kreitz. I'm joined with Linda and Diane. They are with Growwood Buffalo. We are talking all things horticulture and gardening. I believe we have an event coming up, right? That's coming up April 1st, I want to say. Uh, can you break that down for us? Sure. Um, so on April 1st, we're doing a full day of workshops. Um, we're calling the learning portion of what we do our seeds of knowledge. And our workshop is called Let Us Learn Gardening. And the pun is intended because it's the word lettuce. Um, so we do have a full day of workshops. Uh, it will be held at Evergreen Community Church. And our first session, doors will open at 9. Our first session will start at 9.30. And uh, we have some, we're going to start the day with a session from Janice Borgen, who is a horticulturist with the RMWB, and she's going to talk about how to start your seeds in order to get the most out of this short growing season. And then her next session will be on how to get the most out of your raised beds, because a lot of people like uh -huh. to do raised bed gardening. Um, so if you have raised beds or you want to build some raised beds, this one will be the talk for you. And um, Linda, why don't you let them know about yeah, our next couple then sessions? And afterwards, it's uh, 
edible native fruits and berries, which I think a lot of people will be interested in. There's a, a lot of resurgence in people wanting to grow native plants again. So this is going to be presented by Marsha Hayward. So she's an illustrator and graphic designer. Uh, she's pursuing a master's degree in science um, and also uh, a photographer documenting native plants of the boreal forest, which is what our area is. Mm. So she'll, she'll be doing it by Zoom and she's going to present information on edible native fruits and berries of the north and she's going to talk about integrating the native varieties you know into you know your local garden as long as as well as cultivated fruits and highlight some of the benefits of the native species you know whether you want to grow them or if you have a secret patch that you like to harvest <laughs> yeah. from in the summer you know and um yeah i'm that one i think i'm really looking forward to Yep, and then we're going to kind of end off our day. Uh, Julie Dalmont from the RMWB will be speaking about the community garden program. And I'll also do a brief talk on the Eden Community Garden. So if people are looking at applying for a plot, they can get some information on how they can do that. And we'll round out our day with uh, Helen Meyer coming in from the Communities in Bloom Committee. And she's going to give us some information on the Nominate Your Neighbor program, um, as well as uh, let us know what this year's flower and vegetable are going to be. Okay. Well, where Where is this event taking place? Is it all throughout the day? It sounds like there's a couple workshops in, in place here. It'll be throughout the day and it's at the Evergreen Community Church at 101 Tundra Drive up in uh, Thickwood. And do you have to go to all the workshops? Can you just go to the ones that pertain to you? Right now our Eventbrite registration is set up that you would sign up and come to the whole day. Um, I do understand some people will probably go in and out but we are going to try and cap our attendance at 50 people so mm. If you want to attend, register on Eventbrite, um, the link is in our Facebook event post, and that way you'll just avoid disappointment that if we're too full and we just can't accommodate any more people that, you know, you wouldn't be able to attend. Mm -hmm. And we just want to say there's no charge for this either, so it's free to anyone in the community. Oh, awesome. That is absolutely terrific then. Yep. And uh, when you kind of put together a workshop like this, is it like receiving feedback from people on like what they want to hear? Is it kind of just like you think this is interesting? How do you put together an event like this? A lot of this was from feedback. Um, we had some people that were quite interested in, in the whole idea of raised beds. Um, some new gardeners, how to start your seeds and get things growing was a topic that that came up um, and then some of it was just other organizations that exist that said hey if you're doing this mm. we would love to come and talk so it was kind of a combination of both mm -hmm. um, and one thing I should mention is that uh, we do have some fantastic sponsors for this event um, the Eden Community Garden has been a really awesome sponsor and come alongside of us as well as Evergreen Community Church and we have also had some sponsorship from this event through West Coast Seeds TNT Seeds and we even have a surprise from the RMWB so I like surprises. That's fun. <laughs> Very fun. Uh, you were mentioning Eventbrite is how you sign up and register. What's the easiest way to find the link for that? How do we go about it? Our Facebook page mm -hmm. probably be the, the best. And that's where you're going to find all the information. So Growwood Buffalo on Facebook. There we go. Nice and easy. All the information there. Yeah. And then so beyond this event, is this the first event that y'all have hosted? Have you hosted events in the past? Um, how has it gone since, what did you say, October? Since October, yeah. How, how has it been since October? Um, well, in January, we started 
switching our format around a little bit. So we have basically a guest speaker and then we have a short meeting. And so in January, Linda came in and talked to us about soil and what kind of soil we have up here and how to get to know your soil. In uh, February, I did a quick talk on how to choose your seeds because there's all this stuff that you can grow. How do you pick what's going to grow up here to be successful? Mm-hmm. And uh, tomorrow night, we have Martha Stepanak, who is a longtime community member in Fort McMurray and a very avid gardener. And she's going to take us on a little virtual walk through her garden and talk about some of the different flowers and things that she grows, as well as her tips and tricks to uh, a very successful garden. So. Um, I know a lot of people in the community know Martha and um, are aware of what kind of garden she has, and it's beautiful. So, you know, anybody's welcome to come out tomorrow night again at Evergreen uh, Community Church, and that'll be at 7 o'clock tomorrow. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I was going to say, are these in person? Are they over? And so people can attend tomorrow. Facebook details is the easiest way to find out about it all? They just have to show up. All right. Yeah, there's no signing up. There's no fees or whatever. Just, uh, you'll see the parking lot uh, with a few vehicles in there and just walk right in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Awesome. And and so these past events have gone on. We got this one not only going on tomorrow, but also on April 1st with all the workshops. Uh, is this kind of what you're envisioning here? Is just like a lot of like kind of getting together with people with like minds? What's beyond here? Do you know if uh, you have anything planned beyond the April 1st? Well, after April 1st, we'll take a little break for the summer, um, but while we're on a break, what uh, we are kind of looking at doing is some garden tours over the summer, and we have some gardeners who have volunteered to open up their gardens, and we'll advertise specific days again on our Facebook page, Mm. where if you want to go and see Linda's garden, for example, (laughs) or Martha's garden, um, they will open it up, and you can come around and take a tour and see what it is they're growing and how they have it laid out and what they're doing. So that'll be kind of fun over the summer. So Yeah, I like the sounds of it. It's uh, Linda and Diane with Growwood Buffalo. We're just going to take our second break here, and then we'll hop right back into it. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Cooper and Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. And we're back here on Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Sean Kreitz, joined with Linda and Diane. They're with Grow Wood Buffalo, horticulture, gardening. That's what we're covering today. And I have some questions from just around the office. I said we have these big time horticultural people coming in, these <laughs> these gardeners. So I uh, gathered some questions. Uh, one of them is kind of vague, but I'm just going to throw it out and we can just branch off if we have to. When's the best time to plant? Again, very vague. Vegetables, food, flowers. Uh, But is it like, I want to say spring? Is it when the temperature hits a certain? Is it when the snow melts? Uh, When's the best time? One of the things that uh, I picked up from a local here was May long weekend. Uh, And I think that's been pretty much spot on where there really hasn't been much for late frosts. Usually if you have transplants or if anything that's uh, frost tender, usually for the most part, you're pretty safe uh, after the long weekend in May. Diane, you um, weigh in on that one? Yeah, the the long weekend in May, I think some of it depends what it is you're growing and what our 
temperatures are doing at that time. Mm. Um, so certain, uh, I'm speaking more from vegetables because I know them, certain vegetables can go into the ground even probably before that. So things like your peas, um, some of the lettuces, they actually like it to be a little bit cooler. Ah. The bigger thing to watch is what your soil temperature is at the time. And um, you can even get thermometers to kind of check uh, what your soil temperature is like, that you're not putting stuff in the ground while it's still too cold. Other veggies are a little bit more picky and they like it to be a little bit warmer. So <laughs> things like my tomatoes, peppers, those I would probably still put out a little bit later, but by the long weekend in May, they're spending time outdoors during the day <laughs> mm. and then this is where they get a little needy, then they have to come in at night. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And um, I know a lot of uh, common knowledge has been, oh, you know, once the spring goes by, you know, don't plant anything in the summer. And that's totally not true. Okay. Like during the wildfire. And that was the, the year that I moved into my house. Uh. And of course, there what there was nothing to be had and everyone was late coming into the community. So I was um, planting flowers and starting up beds in the middle of summer in the, the hottest part, which, <laughs> you know, is it, kind of counterintuitive to what we've always been taught. But... <laughs> Everything survived that did well. It maybe needed a bit more watering and it just needed a little bit more care. But don't think that just because you haven't started by a certain set date that you can't do it. Gardening can take place at any time. Okay. All right. Uh, if you buy a pack of bulbs in the fall, you forget to plant them, can you still use them? Absolutely. <laughs> you may not necessarily get blooms that year. Uh, what some people will do is they will actually shove them in the freezer oh. for a few weeks because the point is is that these bulbs generally need a chill period if they're the, the spring blooming type. Um, in other cases, you might just plant them in the ground to say, hey, I'm, I'm not going to get blooms this year, but they're still going to produce greenery and, mm. you know, they'll, they'll still thrive. Just make sure it is the um, type of bulbs that require a, a winter chill and not something like dahlias or amaryllis that really don't want to get frozen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are more your, your summer blooming uh, bulbs. Okay. Uh, in your opinion, what is uh, the easiest not to mess up low maintenance type of thing to garden? Um, I know a lot of people like carrots, lettuce. Those tend to be pretty easy. Peas, beans, um, they're pretty low maintenance and you get to eat some great stuff at the end. Marigolds, I, again, I'm not much of a flower girl, so marigolds are pretty easy. What, what makes it low maintenance, all those veggies you listed off? What do you have to do? Um, well, for the, the root veggies like carrots, you basically just plant them and then let them grow until nice. the fall and then pull them out <laughs> of the ground. You might have to thin them out a little and that's about it. Um, but they tend to be, uh, even peas, they tend, if the weather's a little up and down, they still tend to grow and do pretty well. Uh, so they're just, they're not, uh, not high maintenance. Um, mm. My daughter, she used to like to say the tomatoes were too needy, they needed too much <laughs> assistance and help. I don't, I find they're actually pretty tough, but. Um, just so you have to do some staking. You have to stake them. You do have to be very consistent with watering on tomatoes. What I don't like mean? really Sorry. windy. You you literally put a stake of wood in the ground and you tie the plant to it so it doesn't flop over. Oh, okay. There we go. Most uh, tomatoes are indeterminate where 
if they have the weather, they'll just keep growing up and up. Like I've seen pictures of greenhouses and they're like 15 feet tall. <laughs> Our season isn't long enough in Fort McMurray for it, but yeah. it's just the philosophy's there. So they'll they'll tend to flop over. So okay. most people, you know, put a stick in the ground and, you know, a few twist ties or okay. whatnot to keep it upright. <laughs> okay. Um, potatoes are another fairly easy one. And uh, I've had it where I've run out of room in my garden, so I threw a couple of bags of topsoil in an old plastic tote and just threw them in there, and they did wonderfully. Wow. A lot of people grow them in just five-gallon buckets if they don't have room. Wow. That's something you could do on a balcony if you don't have, you know, uh, a large yard yeah. or whatnot. Bunch of potatoes. I like it. Everyone <laughs> loves a potato, no matter what form. Um, what about maybe some more high-maintenance things? That just like, hey, watch out if you start this. I don't know if there's that much that I've grown that I would say high-maintenance. Now, some people would say something that needs a lot of staking would be high-maintenance. Tomatoes, if, if you were starting them from seed yourself versus buying, you know, little seedlings mm. in the store, that's definitely more work because you're starting them off inside, you're trying to water properly, you you can't just take something that you've started indoor from seeds and it's been in this nice, you know, mild climate and then all of a sudden it goes outside. So there's what we call a period of hardening off. You put it outside each day gradually for a certain amount of time mm -hmm. until it gets used to the, you know, sun and the wind and whatnot. So some people might consider that difficult. Uh, other people, it might, they might consider it hard if there's a lot of pests that tend to oh. attack it. So, you know, broccoli can be really bad for, you know, caterpillars and worms getting into it. Even with beans, I've, with string beans, I've grown, you know, a row of green beans and a row of yellow beans. And the green beans are doing fine. The yellow beans are beside it. And the slugs think it's an all-you-can-eat yeah. fest. <laughs> so some people might interpret that as being harder, yeah. you know, one versus the okay. other. So it depends on what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. So some things definitely take a little bit more work. Some you have to overcome certain problems like pests. And now just a personal question. What is your personal favorite thing to grow in your garden, Diane? Ooh, anything food related. <laughs> like, honestly, that's my my passion. Like, I do herbs, veggies. I have some fruit bushes. So anything to do with fruit, food, I am there. <laughs> okay, and Linda, what's your personal fave? Oh, that's really hard to choose. <laughs> um, I, I do a combination of, like, fruits and vegetables as well as the uh, flowers, but... I absolutely love my cherry trees um, because that there was there's a lot of back history of for a long time nobody thought you could grow them up here and uh, with the work of breeders and selecting uh, plants to um, hybridize with ours and cross pollinate they've developed ones you know they took stuff from Siberia crossed it with ours and now we have plants that are hardy enough for here Jeez. so I, I like those little troopers yeah. and you know their little backstory uh apple trees of course because i grew up in nova scotia <laughs> um Naples valley and always having uh apples uh as far as flowers peonies peonies are so beautiful and they may not last very long in the garden as far as the blooms but the plants themselves can last easily a hundred years 
So I've seen a lot of times where, you know, it's been handed down through family. So a nice little bit of history there. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot to um, ask about this earlier, but what is the gardening culture like here? Is uh, I think you mentioned, again, around 100 people. Do you find a lot of passionate people? Is it a lot of beginners? Is it a mix of everything? Uh, what is it like? I'd say definitely a mix. A lot of beginners, a lot of people who are not from here, so they're having to adjust how they're how they're gardening or they may not realize how to garden up here mm-hmm. and that's essentially i guess what the group is for is that you share kind of your tips and tricks on like hey we're all from somewhere else we're all from a different uh climate and maybe i'm from saskatchewan and this is what it did here and i'm from here and this is what it did here but now this is what it's doing up here yeah yeah okay um, and so the easiest way to reach out and be a part of the group is uh, the Facebook page. Do you have to go through a process of being like, hey, I would like to join, or can you just show up to a meeting and introduce yourself? Just show up to a meeting and introduce <laughs> yourself. We love having new people and meeting new people. Cool. Anything else we haven't added, uh, whether it's about Grow Wood Buffalo, the events that are going on, or just uh, gardening in itself uh, that we would like to add here? Um, one thing is, if you're not on Facebook and you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can email growwoodbuffalo at gmail.com. So that would be the other way to get in touch with us, because I know not everybody is on Facebook. Uh, so, you know, reach out if you are interested and you want to know any more information about any of our other stuff through either Facebook or our email. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Diane, Linda, thank you so much again for taking some time out of your day, having a chat with me here. It's Growwood Buffalo. And uh, thank you again. Best of luck moving forward with your events and your group. Thank you. Thank you. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at Mix1037FM.com. Brought to you by Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix103.7.